Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the FT Money Show from Investors Chronicle and FT Money. And welcome to the FT Money Show. In today's programme, could the housing market soon be on the move? Why are so many fund managers in the doghouse? And we have some good news and bad news about living in a smart postcode. I'm Matthew Vincent from FT Money and I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with the help of my colleagues from FT Money, Steve Lotch Hello. and Elaine Moore. Hello. So let's start then uh, with the money news. The housing market this week, uh, the Bank of England held base rates at 5% as widely expected. And so no one really paid much attention, but that was probably also because they were seeing more mortgage lenders reducing their rates in spite of the base rates uh, remaining on hold. And they were being told that Gordon Brown is about to suspend stamp duty. Elaine, could this mean that one year on from the credit crunch, the housing market is about to start moving again? Well, the fact that mortgage rates are coming down and the mortgage market is becoming a bit less sticky, that's very good news for existing homeowners and for first-time buyers as well. But as for the changes that the government are proposing, it depends how much of an effect you think the government has or can have on the property market. And I'm sure that Gordon Brown would, would like us all to think that he has an enormous amount of power, but estate agents and mortgage brokers are not that convinced. And also, uh, Steve, the, the measures that are being talked about are simply a, a suspension of the payment or a deferral of the payment. Mm. You still have to pay the stamp duty at some point. Yes, yeah, so What's an, that worth? Well, so it's an interest-free loan. So if, if, the, if your stamp duty bill is deferred by a year, I suppose it's effectively giving you 5% on that money. Um, so if you bought a property at £200,000 on which you would pay stamp duty at 1%, I think, currently, that's £2,000. You're saving yourself 100 quid. It clearly is an expense, stamp duty, for first-time buyers. But there are other expenses, you know, whether it's the cost of the mortgage, the, of course, the deposit. Well, the deposit's a big thing. I mean, uh, the, the big difference, I suppose, one year on the credit crunch is that you can't, or it's very hard to get a 95% mortgage. Uh, first-time buyers are having to find you know, another 5% to get a 10% deposit down. The proposal for an, an ISA savings scheme, though, that's trying to address this problem of first-time buyers not having a large enough deposit to get a mortgage. So there's this idea that you could put more into your ISA if you're a first-time buyer. But, again, there's no details on how much you could put in. And, of course, you know, 
so people are going to save for five years and they're going to sort out the housing market problems in five years' time. I mean, I thought the idea of these proposals was to suddenly mean that it was all over by Christmas and we could all get back to those wonderful dinner party conversations about uh, how much your house is worth. Just looking at some of the interest rate movements that we've seen this week, I mean, Abbey cut its fixed and its tracker mortgage rates this week by up to 0.1%. It doesn't sound very much, but it comes after other cuts. A lot of changes. It's all moving in the right direction for first-time buyers, but like you said, the changes are still quite negligible, whether that would make a difference to your ability to suddenly be able to buy a house, or my ability, perhaps, to suddenly be able to buy a house is questionable. But is this not potentially good news for buy-to-let investors? And it'll be interesting to see, of course, that if they do introduce these measures, how they will police it, or indeed whether they'll police it. The other thing, I suppose, is if a buy-to-let investor goes in, buys a property, could he or she sell before the stamp duty becomes due? I don't know. Indeed, the old flipping that we hear of in the States, yes. Elaine, overall, the measures that we've heard this week, do any estate agents or lenders think that they could ripple up and free up the housing market, or, or is brick or mortis, as it's known, here to stay? It's a nice phrase. No, I don't think anyone, nobody I've spoken to, thinks that these changes will have enough of an effect. What could have an effect is the fact that house prices are falling. They're on their way down. This month they're down 0.1%, I think, again. So, um, But what this means is that first-time buyers are becoming slightly more relaxed about the need to get in right now. They are considering waiting for a little bit longer. So... It, it's unlikely that it will have a, an effect on the rest of the market anytime soon. Sounds like it'll pay to wait at the moment. Um, well, thanks, uh, Elaine and Stephen. If you'd like to read more about uh, the mortgage market in the last 12 months and how it's changed, uh, buy this weekend's FT or go online at ft.com forward slash money. You can also send in your questions for us to answer by emailing us at ask.ftyourmoney at ft.com. Still to come, the good news and bad news about postcode-based pensions. But first, investment funds. It's been a difficult 12 months for anyone investing in equity markets, but new research has revealed a sharp rise in the number of professional investment managers who have underperformed their benchmarks over the past three years. These so-called dog funds have been identified by advice firm Best Invest. So Moira O'Neill of Investors Chronicle asked investment manager Hugo Shaw about why the number is rising and just how bad it's got. Well, what we've seen is near 80% jump in the dog funds assets under management since January of this year, taking it to somewhat over 19 billion of retail funds under management. Gosh, that's a hell of a lot compared to what we've seen in the past. Why is it so bad this year? There's two particular themes. One is the market conditions tend to uh, bring out dog funds. It's very easy for fund managers to sit back and relax when times are good. They don't need to uh, worry about managing the portfolio too hard, and as long as they're you know, broadly in line with the benchmark, their um, performance will be OK. What we've seen now is with markets all over the place, um, they can't be quite so comfortable, and one or two slightly off decisions can actually make quite a big impact on uh, total performance. So it really helps to um, identify the, uh, the good from the bad, and hence the jump in assets. Who are the really bad ones? Can you name the real shockers out there? We have, looking at the top five dog funds under management, 
we've got Newton taking the number one spot. Now, they used to be pretty good, I thought. What's happened? Well, that, that's right. In fact, this is a common theme amongst the, the top five in that most of them are there by virtue of former flagship funds, which in their heyday attracted millions of new money. But since then, they've fallen from grace sufficiently into Tateland's dog territory. So in Newton's case, it's their higher income fund, just the one fund which propels them to that number one spot. So what should investors do? I mean, the temptation would be just to jump out straight away and move your money elsewhere or find a tracker fund because really your survey isn't a great advertisement for active management. What's your advice? Well, there's several points there. Uh, Tracker funds, yes, you can guarantee that you're not going to have severe underperformance, but equally you can guarantee of underperformance. If a tracker's doing its job, you will track the benchmark minus the charges means you're, you're underperforming. What you need to do is try and find those uh, very few managers who can outperform consistently. Now, there aren't many of those, and investors should look very carefully at the funds they've got if they're featured on our dog list. There's been a question of fees as well. It's always in, in our um, listeners' minds. One of the funds in your dog list charges 2.35% to lose investors 40% of their money. <laughs> that, that's not a good story. No, fees... Of course, they're important. Uh, if you have two funds that are otherwise equal, then the one that charges the most will bring you the worst performance. A char- high charge shouldn't necessarily be a cause for alarm if, if they're using that money wisely and generating decent performance off the back of it. And of course, if you are thinking of taking out a tracker fund, you're going to get much better value in terms of fees. Fees can be as low as 0.3%, I think, in a tracker Tracker funds can be very cheap, and indeed in, in mainstream markets, large cap UK and US, etc., these are markets where they're, they're very efficient, they're very hard for even the top fund managers to outperform in, and trackers tend to serve you quite well in that territory. In other areas, more specialist sectors, small caps, things like that, there's much more opportunity for fund managers to find the hidden gem to, to outperform their peer group. If you're holding a tracker in that environment, you tend to miss out on that opportunity. So they can be good in some areas, not so good in others, all about having a decent mix. What's the main message we need to take away from your Spot the Dog survey this year? I think the main message is make sure you know who is running your fund. Even the best managers can fall from grace. Which funds would you really single out for being top performers, the the non-dog funds, or should we call them the cat funds? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Companies like Artemis or um, BlackRock, Lion Trust, uh, these all are um, groups that have some very good UK funds and uh, the UK is one of those sectors that's seen a big rise in the uh, dog funds under assets. It's not to say that those groups might not necessarily have funds in another area they, they work in um, featuring on our dog list, but certainly within the UK uh, they can be very strong. So Artemis Income, for example, um, BlackRock have their what's called UK Absolute Alpha Fund, which we've supported for some time. That's a real favourite among all the financial advisors at the moment, isn't it? Yes, it is. That's right. And um, I think one of the reasons is that there's few funds of that type around. It um, adopts characteristics similar to certain hedge funds. And in this current climate, that can be very helpful to have in your portfolio. Indeed, it has been very helpful, hence it's attracted so many many assets um, in recent months and years. That was Maura O'Neill talking to Hugo Shaw of Best Invest. Um, Steve, obviously there have been funds that have bucked the trend have got out of the doghouse but when you look at the underperformance uh, achieved by the dogs uh, if achieved is the right word and the charges that the managers make for underperformance I mean they really deserve to be in the doghouse don't they? Oh absolutely they do Matthew and of course don't forget they're extremely well paid to underperform 
And there's an awful lot of evidence out there that so-called active managers don't add very much value. And some of the names, some of the fund management groups that now have a large number of dog funds, you know, are quite big names. We're talking about you know, M&G, Newton, uh, Axel Framlington, Threadneedle, HSBC... There's a lot of money in these funds. Yes, and it shows what the real power out there is, the, the, the so-called power of distribution. People have been sold these things. It's investors, arguably, who need to be more active and not just listen to the sales guff they're being fed. And for more on dog funds, uh, look out for Moira's article in this week's Investors Chronicle. And finally today, it's good news and bad news on postcodes. All too many people have become aware of how the postcode lottery can affect your health care. But what about your wealth? Um, Elaine, you've been looking at this. Uh, Living in a prestigious postcode must be good news financially, mustn't it? You'd think that it would be, but it seems that there's a split in where it's good for your finances and where it's bad for your finances. It's very good for your insurance rates. These are things like your house insurance, your contents insurance, because insurers are getting much better at pinpointing exactly where you live and what the exact risks are of you being burgled or flooded or other bad things happening to you. But in terms of your pension... It's actually worse if you live in a prosperous area than if you live somewhere that is less salubrious. That's presumably because if you live there and you're reasonably wealthy, you're likely to be healthier and live longer? Exactly. That's exactly what it's about. So insurers have been looking and talking about this for a long time. They want to be able to work out how long you're going to live. It's much better for them to be able to pay out a rate that uh, is equivalent to your lifespan. So what they're doing now is they're taking it right down. There's the, a large insurer has, is just about to announce its movement to postcode annuities, and it says that it can take it down to 14 houses to work out the kind of longevity of your area. They can be that accurate. They can be that accurate. And the longer that your area is supposed to live for, the less annuity you'll be able to get. And what sort of difference are we talking about? The maximum it'll be is 5% increase. So it's, But it's substantial, and it's for the rest of your life. The thing about annuities being, of course, that once you buy one, that's it. You can't change it. So you want to get as good a rate as you can at the beginning. Well, which is why I think that there's a flip side to this as well, that given the growth in correct from wrong impaired life annuities... These are the annuities that pay yes. more because they think that you have an exactly, yes. you're going to be ill. I mean, the, the likes of me who are a tad overweight, if I could just work on my pie eating a bit. And, and you're smoking, perhaps. Take up pipe take smoking. Up smoking. I'm sure I can increase my drinking. Yes. And perhaps I can offset the fact that I'm living in a Move to somewhere postcode. like Dundee as well. Dundee is one of the best places for a pension. It's one of the best places for a pension. That's a euphemistic way to, to put this information, yes. I'm trying to put a positive spin on it. Uh, and, and what about places that are, how can I put this, less good for a pension? Less uh, good for a pension. Uh, some places we've heard of is pool, central oh, areas course. in London. Yes. These are the areas where you know it's the people are quite fit, healthy, active, good eating habits, good health care. They, they're probably going to live for a longer time. So what you need to do is go and find a friend who lives in Poole or London or something like that. Send you off your you know, your annuity form well, no. from that address. That they'll would, catch you. They'll catch that you doing work. that. No, none of that, Matthew. No, well, worth a try. Well, anyway, you can find out much more about postcode-based pensions and indeed the identity of this large insurer um, that is making this move if you read Elaine's article, which will be in this weekend's 
FT Money. And that's all we have time for in this week's FT Money show. Do remember you can email your views and your questions to ask.ftyourmoney at ft.com. And we'll be back next week with another financial lowdown in downloadable form. But until then, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Stephen Ellen. Goodbye. goodbye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special moms in your life. In what better way than with Osea's limited edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited-edition sets, perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their Golden Glow Body Set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for silky, smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow and Go Facial Set has everything she needs to achieve spa-level results at home. They're so beautiful, you can skip the wrapping. For a limited time, you can save up to $48 on Osea's sets, plus get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. Pamper the moms in your life and get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code MOM.